Well, good morning, everybody. My name's Andrew Bowles. I'm the Senior Minister of St. Mark's. And this morning, we're going to be thinking about wisdom, looking at this passage from Proverbs and what it tells us about that topic. Uh, we're going to be thinking about a particular aspect of wisdom today, which is uh, receiving wisdom from other people and putting that into practice in our life. And so let's just talk for a minute about that uh, process, which is what we call uh, getting advice. Now, I might do a bit of a poll out there, you know, who here enjoys getting advice from other people? Let's see that hand. Now, who out there enjoys giving advice to other people? Okay, there's probably a bit of a difference between that. It is a different experience, giving and receiving advice. Uh, personally, I don't uh, like doing either. It's not something that I enjoy, but some people really do, particularly giving advice. There's a dear person in my life who enjoys it so much that at one point they actually gave me advice about uh, receiving their advice. So Andrew, you know, the thing about getting advice is you need to do it this way. So that was probably a fairly high level of advice giving, but uh, it is part of our life and it is actually part of how wisdom is communicated, receiving advice from people that we trust. So we're going to talk a bit about that today and I'm actually going to give you some advice about receiving advice. Uh, and Proverbs helps us to understand some of that and how we might do it. So just to backtrack though, for a minute, uh, the book of Proverbs, as we've seen over the past few weeks, is oh, it's a book of wisdom in the Bible, and it's a book that talks about how you live. Uh, and we looked at the idea that wisdom is actually a form of applied knowledge. So we, it's not just understanding something intellectually, it's actually putting it into practice in your life. And the book of Proverbs actually teaches us that wisdom is something that is underlying the whole of creation. It's something that, that reflects God's wisdom, God's character and God's purposes. And so that if we understand the world and we understand life uh, through reflecting on it uh, and carefully putting it into practice, we're actually following God's plans and God's ways for our life. And so that's something that's really helpful for us uh, to learn. And we learn through the book of Proverbs that wisdom is something that we need to seek after, it's something to be sought out, it's something that's sort of a quest for life, is to become a wise person and to understand the best way of living. Because in doing so, we'll be in tune with God's plans for us and for other people. And we will succeed and prosper and actually have a life that's harmonious. And so wisdom in the Bible is seen as the basis for a good life according to God's plan. Um, it isn't, of course, however, a guarantee for happiness and other wisdom books like Job and Ecclesiastes make it clear that life doesn't always proceed according to uh, wisdom. But Proverbs teaches us that wisdom is, is sort of the best method that we have of uh, following God's way apart from a special revelation that he gives us. And what we do see in Jesus is a special revelation of God's wisdom uh, a different way entirely to live, which sometimes goes differently to what we think of as wisdom. Or, but it's um, in general, wisdom is sort of the beginning of uh, a life that uh, follows God's way. So it's great to think about that this term as we look at Proverbs. In the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the specific wisdom and the specific advice that Proverbs gives to people uh, in order to live well. And today we look at chapter 10, verses 1 to 14, which is the start of a section in the book, which is quite large, looking at the wisdom of Solomon. You can see in the first verse, it says this is the Proverbs of Solomon. And this goes up to about uh, chapter 22, verse 16, where Solomon's wisdom is collected. And we see in this chapter that the fundamental perspective that Solomon has is that 
wisdom and living a wise life will bring happiness and will bring contentment in life. So in verse 1, he says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Essentially, this is an encouragement that to live well will actually bring a sense of wholeness and happiness to your life and the life of your family. And so all his advice is based on this idea that this is something that you should pursue and encourage, of course, your children to pursue after you. Our theme today for this particular passage, which I'm going to be reflecting on, is the theme of integrity. And we see that in verse 9. It talks about the way of integrity or walking in integrity. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. So we're going to think a bit about integrity and what that means for us. So what is integrity? It's something that we often think is important, but what does it mean? I think that integrity really refers to uh, the quality of a relationship among the parts of a structure or a person, uh, something that makes us strong and durable and useful. So if we talk about a building having integrity when the individual parts of it are strong and they were put together in such a way that the whole will stand up on its own and it will be resistant uh, to any uh, collapse or anything like that. So integrity is actually something that is sound, it has a good relationship. So I think a person with integrity would be someone who has a kind of fundamental soundness in their life. So the various parts of our lives actually are all uh, strong and they are all well related together. Okay, and there's not one part of us or multiple parts of our lives that are weak and which are going to uh, possibly lead our lives to collapse. And so I think that's what integrity means. Uh, we are together, yeah, we have a good structure to our life and it holds together in a strong way. And I think Proverbs would teach us that the principle that brings together our lives into integrity is actually the principle of wisdom, learning how to relate the various parts of our life together and to live well in each of those different parts. So today we look at some of the aspects of integrity and there are three that um, Solomon goes into giving us some principles of integrity. And the first of those we find in verses chapter, uh, 2 to 5, which I think are looking at the uh, idea of prosperity or a successful life. And pro um, Solomon would say to us, I think, that a successful life, a prosperous life, not just financially, but in having the, um, the prosperous uh, elements to our lives in terms of our family and the way that we're living, this kind of life is upheld by an, in an integrity of a good character and discipline. So he, he says in these um, parables here, the proverbs here, that you know things like laziness can lead to poverty. You need to work hard at the right time and in the right season and then you'll reap the reward. And that the way that we accumulate our prosperity actually matters. So um, crime doesn't pay essentially. He says tainted wealth has no lasting value. Right living can save your life. And what he's really saying here with these proverbs is that a good character, someone who applies themselves diligently and carefully to life and does so uh, with ethics and, and integrity, actually leads to success or a satisfying life. And this really comes together in verses 6 to 7 with the idea that a successful life, a life of wisdom and integrity, will lead to a good legacy so that we will leave behind a life that other people admire and value. So in verses 6 to 7, he says, Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. 
The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will rot. He's talking about here, what will people say about you, about your life after you die? And so what Proverbs is uh, asking us to think about is what will the blessings that people say over us? And integrity is the life that will lead to a good uh, legacy being left behind. So that's the first principle, that a prosperous or successful, satisfying life comes from integrity and holding the parts of our lives together with good character and discipline. The second principle, I think, is that it's important for us to work at strengthening our own integrity and the integrity of other people around us. And that's particularly done by the way that we speak to each other through a process of reflection on our own lives and feedback that we receive from others and give to them about the way that they're living. So for instance, in verse eight, he says, the wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to, to ruin. And the commands that the wise are encouraged to accept are rebukes or criticisms of their behavior. And in verse 10, he says, people who wink at wrong trouble cause peace. Sorry, people who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. So essentially people who don't speak up when things are going wrongly actually cause trouble, but you can actually cause peace and bring things right by reflecting to people when they're doing the wrong thing. And so what they're saying is there, there's two points here. Firstly, that a wise person is willing to be corrected when they've made a mistake. And that's a bit counterintuitive because we think, shouldn't wise people be those ones that don't make mistakes? But uh, that's not really how life works. All of us make mistakes. All of us have ways we can learn. And a wise person then, Proverbs says, is someone who accepts that reality, accepts their failures and adjusts themselves to reality. We don't try to make reality adjust to us and say, well, I'm not wrong, you're wrong. Actually, we say, no, I did do that. And actually, I agree with it. And I think in my experience, that is one of the key tests of someone I would consider wise is that when they receive feedback from other people, they are willing to listen to it and to make changes to their life if that's what's appropriate. Uh, someone who isn't wise, who is more of a fool, will try to avoid criticism, will try and discredit people when they criticise them and they will try to change the situation to make it appear that they don't need to change their lives at all. And so I think that's a good test for seeing whether we can trust them, whether they are a wise person with integrity, that if they're offered constructive and helpful criticism or feedback about their life, they will actually take it on board and, and appreciate it even, and appreciate the chance to grow. Of course, there's always a warning that needs to be put there that what the constructive criticism needs to be constructive and Proverbs talks a lot about how to give feedback to people in a way that they can receive. So we'll think about that later. The second thing in this passage then is that a wise person is also someone who's willing to confront trouble when they see it and to promote integrity in other people, in their community, in their environment around them. They don't allow things to unravel and fall apart. Because it is hard actually to maintain your own integrity when other people around you don't have integrity or when the system you're in doesn't have integrity. And so a wise person will try to speak into that situation and make it better. And that's the point then of giving and receiving advice, you know, is to build other people up and to receive strength from others. And so the third thing I think that this passage talks about when it comes to integrity is about having integrity apart in the various parts of our lives. So specifically our knowledge, to have integrity with our speech and with our behavior. So if we look at verse 13 to 14, the wise store up knowledge, 
that a mouth of the mouth of a fool invites ruin. And so wisdom and integrity expresses itself not just in what we know, but in what we say. There's actually a good relationship between those things and also in the consequences of the actions that we take. And integrity then between a wise mind and a wise life will be shown over time, it says. And foolishness will bring catastrophe and we will see the results and consequences of not living a life of integrity. And it's not possible just to talk our way out of it. You know, a fool tries to babble and speak to cover over their mistakes and their failures. But a wise person recognises that there needs to be integrity and we need to take responsibility for the way that we live. And so I think there's uh, three, these three parts then to the building of a life of integrity, walking in the way of integrity. Firstly, um, taking in wisdom, uh, looking at our lives and building a life of character and goodness in all its parts, paying attention to what is succeeding and what is satisfying and what leaves a legacy for, each, for other people. And secondly, continually building ourselves up and other people in wisdom, encouraging integrity in the way that we speak and listen to when others speak to us. And thirdly, having integrity between the way we think, the way we speak and the way we act that everything is related to each other and to wisdom and to know when that's not happening and allow us allow others to speak to us about that. So I started by talking about advice and thinking about giving advice and receiving it. And one of the benefits of being willing to receive advice and receiving good advice is that we will have lives that can show integrity and to last beyond the time that we've been given. And I think if we think of ourselves as followers of Jesus and what this means for us, that this integrity is something that we believe will be shown in our lives actually at one, at one point, that when we do finish our lives and we do come before God, that we will receive a judgment essentially or a verdict upon the integrity of our lives and the reality of what we've done and the way that we, the life that we've built will be shown. We call this the judgment. And for instance, um, Paul speaks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 to 15. So he says there, For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. So he's talking here about the fact that our lives will be disclosed and will be tested by the wisdom of God and our own wisdom will be revealed, the integrity of what survives through this life into the life to come. That is a fearsome prospect. It's something that should make us reflect on our own lives and what we're leaving behind and what we're building now. But it's not something to look forward to with terror, but in fact, just hope actually that we do have a foundation that can't be undone, Jesus Christ, as Paul says. And he does have ultimate integrity, Jesus. And he is willing and able to impart that integrity to those who trust in him. And so our strength and the integrity of our lives comes from our connection with Jesus. And we know then that God will build people of integrity in his time who follow Jesus and who put their trust in him. 
And so I'd encourage you today, let's think about how we can work with Jesus to build his integrity into our lives and to learn to show a life of wisdom in the way that we live in every aspect of our lives today. I'm going to encourage you now to spend some time thinking about questions on this passage and to perhaps discuss with those you're with or to think for yourself or discuss later in the week uh, what this means for you. And so there's going to be some questions put up on the screen that you could spend some time reflecting on. And then we'll come back and pray and move on with the rest of our service. Well, I hope you've had a chance to reflect on what we've talked about today. I pray that you would understand that more deeply and that God would bring integrity into all of our lives. So let me pray before we move on. Father, we thank you for uh, putting wisdom into the very fabric of our lives and we pray that we would take that up and build integrity through everything that we do. Please teach us what it means to live wise and please particularly make us open to listen to others when they give us good advice and to take that on board. So I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.